Hear the word of our Lord from Matthew chapter 7, beginning in the first verse. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I, uh, I mentioned yesterday in, uh, on our site... I mentioned the False Alphas series and that there was some news that was related to it. You see, there's only been a few of the False Alphas episodes out there and one of them, the last one I recorded, was on Mark Driscoll, centering around his controversies, but also, well, the controversial aspects of people who have uh, decided that they are Mark Driscoll's enemies number one. All the wounds were reopened with the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast series on the website ChristianityToday.com. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, we have a special update for everybody. Hold your jimmies, fam. This I spent all afternoon yesterday as I was doing prep for this recording ticked off. And what am I talking about here? Well, from ChristianityToday.com, yes, they reported on themselves, sexual harassment went unchecked at Christianity Today. This is from, this is fresh, March 15th, 2022. Uh, Daniel Silliman, forgive me for wanting to say Daniel Silly Man, but Daniel Silliman is an independent reporter here. Uh, Before he starts writing this article, before we start reading that, it says disclosure. This story was reported by CT News Editor Daniel Silliman, edited by Senior News Editor Kate Shulnit, and published without prior review by ministry executives. Neither editor had access to personnel files or meetings regarding the allegations or investigation. You can read President and CEO Timothy Dalrymple's statement here. Okay, we'll get to Dalrymple's statement there, too, because it is... Oh my gosh. Let's get into this, guys. Uh, From Christianity Today, here's the article. For more than a dozen years, Christianity Today failed to hold two ministry leaders accountable for sexual harassment at its Carroll Stream, Illinois office. A number of women reported demeaning, inappropriate, and offensive behavior by former editor-in-chief Mark Galley and former advertising director Alatokunbo Alawoye. But their behavior was not checked, and the men were not disciplined, according to an external assessment of the ministry's culture released Tuesday. So I want you to take a mental note of that. Twelve years. 12 years of this, of women coming forward and saying, yeah, um, he was touching me inappropriately, or he he made some off-color remarks, and, and could you please take care of this workplace harassment? And for 12 years, Christianity Today did not do anything to hold these guys accountable. Continuing on, though, 
But just keep that magic number in your head, 12 years. Because the way Christianity today responds about this, the way they respond to it by saying, you know, we're being brave, reporting on ourselves, you're going to hear a whole lot of, well, there is a plank in my eye, but I'm not going to remove it, fam. You're going to hear a whole lot of that and worded in various different ways. But let's continue. The report identified a pair of problems at the flagship magazine of American evangelicalism. A poor process for reporting, investigating, and resolving harassment allegations and a culture of unconscious sexism that can be inhospitable to women. CT has made the assessment public. We want to practice the transparency and accountability we preach, said CT President Timothy Dalrymple. It's imperative we be above reproach on these matters. If we're falling short of what love requires of us, we want to know and we want to do better. In separate, independent reporting, the CT News Editor interviewed more than two dozen current and former employees and heard 12 first-hand accounts of sexual harassment. Women at CT were touched at work in ways that made them uncomfortable. They heard men with authority over their careers make comments about the sexual desirability of their bodies. And at least, in at least two cases, they heard department heads hint at openness to an affair. More than half a dozen employees reported harassment from Gali or Olawoye, however I'm supposed to pronounce that stupid name. Uh, oh, by the way, about this Olawoye guy, he got sent to jail. He got sent to jail for propositioning a minor just a few years back. And if you wonder why there is such indignity in my voice here, again, we'll get to that. But continuing on. <laughs> More than half a dozen employees reported harassment from Gali or Olawoye to a manager or HR between the mid-2000s and 2019, but neither leader was written up, formally warned about their inappropriate behavior, suspended, or otherwise punished. There is no record that Christianity Today took any corrective action even after repeated complaints of nearly identical offenses. The culture, when I was there, was to protect the situation at all costs, said Amy Jackson, an associate publisher who left what she said had become a hostile work environment in 2018. No one was ever held accountable. Mark Golly was certainly protected. The misconduct at CT may not rank with the worst examples exposed by the hashtag MeToo movement, but the ministry has never measured itself by those standards. In the midst of our ugly world, Golly wrote in 2015, Christianity Today offers an oasis of the true, the good, and the beautiful. My goodness, I don't like that term, true, good, and the beautiful. It reminds me of some people that write books, but we'll, we'll shove that aside for another day. At the same time Gali was developing the beautiful orthodoxy branding for CT, he made inappropriate comments about women. Three people recalled him talking in the office, for example, about how he liked to watch female golfers bend over. Golly denies the specific comment, but said he probably referred to the women on the golf course as eye candy. Remarks about women's bodies and even the occasional stray hand, we all know what stray hand means, can be seen as merely boorish, said online managing editor Andrea Palpent Dilly, one of the people who pushed for the external assessment. But that behavior has had an impact on the women who work at CT. 
There is a physical fear with sexual harassment, but the bigger fear for me is I'm afraid of the diminishment and respect, disrespect, Palpant Dilly said. It's a threat to my professionalism, and that is fundamentally a threat to my ability to flourish and trust that I can be respected as a woman at CT. Hmm. Okay. So we have this situation on the ground where... Christianity today had a workplace culture where it was okay for two executives to just go ahead and start making comments about women and touching them in ways that nobody finds okay. Creepy. They were creeps. Now, why am I bringing this up on a recording of the Very Lutheran Project? Because Christianity Today was the website and magazine that came out with the Mars Hill podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, which is all about how bad Mark Driscoll was, how bad Mars Hill was, how terrible it was that they mistreated their employees and treated women like they were supposed to be sexual objects for the pleasure of their husbands. At CT, they were all about trying to bring cancel culture to the church, to Christianity at large. So much so that they were willing to take issues and controversies that were at least eight years old, being 2022, Mars Hill having collapsed in 2014, they were willing to rip those wounds wide open and air somebody else's dirty laundry so that something would happen. They might call it giving a voice to the voiceless. They might call it, oh, this is, a, this is an interest to the church and we need to learn. Because at the end of the day, they would say, before uh, pinning all the guilt on Mark Driscoll, they would say, oh, no, this isn't about Mark Driscoll. This is about how we as Christians are guilty of, uh, of propping up this sort of leadership. So what is ChristianityToday.com? Do they recognize that irony? Well, they say as much in their... Uh, episode of the new episode of the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. But I listened to it and I took notes. And I want to see if they offer the same kind of mea culpa that they were more or less subtly, but not so subtly, demanding of Mars Hill. Cosper, Mike Cosper, the guy that produced the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, uh, calls it irony. It's not irony, Mike. It's vile hypocrisy. He wrote, he wrote an article just recently, uh, March 21st, six days after the reporting on sexual harassment at Christianity Today, he says, don't make the church leadership crisis worse. In many ways, it's an old story from King David to Ted Haggard. We see leaders rise to power and discover both the sinful sense of entitlement and the opportunity to indulge it. Surrounding them are enablers, fixers, and others willing to just look the other way. You mean like it's CT, Mike? Now, I doubt that Mike Cosper was involved in any of this, and I'm pretty sure that his tenure at CT is new enough to where he wasn't involved, but to publish this six days after your own institution reports itself for doing something that is arguably worse than whatever Mark Driscoll did is not 
irony. It's hypocrisy. It is mask wearing. But no matter, we got to make a podcast episode on this. Let's, let's be honest and forthright and super duper transparent, guys. Let's go ahead and put out an episode of the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. And let's use the same sappy, emotional, manipulative music that we used in the Mars Hill podcast in the other episodes. But only while we're talking about love and how great it is that we're talking about ourselves. Now, again, in the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast, Mark Driscoll gets the finger pointed at him over and over and over and over and over again. And so often they'll say it's not about him, but it really is about Mark Driscoll. And then when CT reports on itself in this episode, if you take a listen, you hear this lady when they ask, how did this happen? How did this fall through the clocks? They talk about how, oh, it's complicated. HR is complicated. You know, we don't know how this happened. Blah, 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 blah. In other words... They're willing to point the finger at Mark Driscoll for the collapse of Mars Hill. They're not willing to point the finger at themselves. They're willing to say that everybody is responsible at the Mars Hill project for creating the hostile environment of Mars Hill, but they're not willing to say that about themselves. In fact, what does Mike Cosper say? He says, it's easy to say who has the white hat, who has the black hat, but then he asks if there's a way to avoid scapegoating people. Well, Cosper, you mean scapegoating like you did for Driscoll? Because that's what your podcast was. I don't care what you say that it wasn't about him or this was about a culture. This is a story about God. This is a story about how it works and like sing some songs, play some emotionally manipulative music and stuff like that. You did not give that treatment to Mars Hill the way you are giving that treatment to Christianity today. In fact, from Dalrymple... What do we hear? Well, things like, it's, it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. But remember, during the podcast that they've pushed, they've made it was clear everything was Mars Hill's and especially Mark Driscoll's fault. If Mark Driscoll had come out with a statement saying, it is my fault, or it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. Would Mike Cosper have accepted that kind of statement? Maybe he would retort to me. Maybe he's listening to this. Maybe he would retort, oh, that's different, you see. Because Mark Driscoll ran this church for close to 17, 18 years, and there was this clear time period. But I'm sorry, Cosper, 12 years of people reporting sexual harassers at your institution is just as long of a period. Give or take five or six years. Christianity Today was caught in hypocrisy. And they, they did maybe what approaches, what looks like the right thing by reporting on it, by, by bringing it up, by airing their own dirty laundry a little bit. It looks like the right thing, but the standards that they present for themselves are different for the, than the standards they present for everybody else. That's absolutely the case. I have no words for this other than, my goodness, I am so livid seeing this. And I'm livid 
because of the double standard, the absolute hypocrisy of it all. And uh, the fact that they were willing to criticize the leadership is of Mars Hill for being too spiritually immature to handle the responsibility of leadership. But when it comes to their own baggage, their own scandal, their own issues, they pretend to do the right thing, but they go only so halfway as to allow themselves to permit themselves to continue on in the muckraking. So Cosper asks Dalrymple in his recording, are we the best people to, sk- to carry these stories of moral failure? Uh, referring again to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, recur- um, referring to the Willowbrook Creek Church and all these other things out there that have happened where pastors get disgraced and other stuff like this happens. And what does Dalrymple say? The last thing I want to do is stop speaking out on behalf of the voiceless and oppressed. Really, sir? Because your institution didn't speak out on behalf of the voiceless and oppressed in your own company in your own online magazine christianitytoday.com for 12 years but no wor- no worries guys he says we're going to go forward with our reporting okay now on addressing the potential charge of hypocrisy he said it would have been hypocrisy if we had decided to cover this up you did Christianity Today did for years, 12 years, guys, 12 years. Now, it might not be hypocritical to talk about the stuff that happened now, but the fact that these women were ignored for years means it was covered up. It was covered up. Now, if we ask why, Why did this happen at Christianity Today? Does he blame them being a go-getter institution that is all about institutional supremacy? Does he blame the fact that the leadership screwed up? Do they say, you know what, we are dirty, filthy sinners too. And we, we, we got to take a break from this kind of reporting. Oh, no, 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 no. The executive says that this is all about the residual theology of demeaning women as though they were lesser than men. And also it's the same as residual theology, which was used to justify slavery by other means. That's right. It's not his fault. It's not past executives' fault. It's not the leadership of the Christianity Today uh, magazine. It's not their fault that they did something wrong. No, 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 no. What this is is saying it is the fault of people hundreds of years ago that, according to him, were using theology to cope with their acceptance of slavery and treating women like garbage. That's Christianity Today. When it's Mars Hill, the problem is Mark Driscoll. The problem is a church culture where everybody just wants a a big, ooh, ah, alpha male leader to tell them how it is, and we're willing to cover over their, their bad decisions. And you know what? Everybody just cancel this guy re-cancel him we need we need some blood in the water for all the fish to go wild but when it's christianity today doing the same crap what do we hear well you know 
it is my fault. It's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. And you know, this is because women were treated bad 100, 200 years ago. And this is because pastors said mean things about black people. So it's really that that's the real origin of this. And um, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Mm. But are they really going to maybe take some steps here? We would we would hope that Christianity today would show the fruits of repentance because they did claim that repentance was necessary. Well, after reaching out to Rachel Den Hollander, who uh, recommended the guidepost report and investigation and everything like that, um, <clears throat> they have solutions for what they're supposedly going to change. You ready to hear it? <laughs> Well, first off, Dalrymple writes in his article, we fell short in protecting our employees. His editorial there, he says, what, are we, what we are learning. What then have we learned? Guideposts assessment is full of excellent recommendations that would be helpful to any church ministry or business. We encourage everyone to read it. For Christianity Today, we hereby commit publicly to implementing the six high priority recommendations Guidepost makes on pages five and six of its report. We also commit to informing our readers of the ministry's progress through another editorial within the next six months. Beyond the important details of policies and processes, however, let me emphasize three immediate points we are learning. First, our ministry succumbed to the temptation to explain away inappropriate conduct as misunderstandings between men and women, or misunderstandings between members of different generations. Second, representation matters. Over half of CT's employees are women. Over half of the editorial staff members are women, including some in mid-level leadership positions. But the top leadership of the C ministry in the CT editorial team has been predominantly male. We see in ourselves what we have seen in countless other organizations. Decisions concerning the interests of women will rarely be wisely made when women have little or no voice in those decisions. CT presently has one woman on the executive team, having lost another to retirement recently. We plan to have three women on the executive team by the end of the year and to continue working toward better representation and diversity in the ministry's leadership and staff in the years to come. Furthermore, since talented women are the heart of our ministry, we will examine other ways in which we can make absolutely certain our female employees are valued and flourishing in their work. So from Dalrymple, you know what we need here to solve this problem? More women. <laughs> We're going to throw women at this problem until it goes away. It's not our hypocrisy. It's not us being dirty, rotten, stinking, filthy sinners, just like the rest of humanity, just like the rest of the, like the guy reading this to you right now, the very Lutheran project. No, no, no. It's not that. We need to throw women at this until it goes away. Oh, but also communication is paramount, he says. The staff needed to hear from CT leadership clearly and consistently that sexual misconduct will not be tolerated and that reporters of misconduct and harassment will be received in a loving and thoughtful manner. 
We might have avoided a great deal of hardship for the victims as well as the ministry if we had offered an independent and anonymous reporting mechanism and if we had been more committed to formal discipline and documentation procedures. In other words, if only we had the same HR practices that allow people to destroy others with impunity, maybe we would have been okay. But you know what? We need diversity here at CT. The organization that tells everybody we need a whole lot of diversity in the church. That will solve it. Nothing bad happens when there's diversity and lots of voices from various women and minorities. My response to that is the same response as everybody else gets. Not enough Christianity today. Not enough. Because you know what satisfies you weirdos whenever somebody gets canceled? Destruction. The total implosion of an entire edifice, an entire ministry. You want, to see people, you want to see people walking out, getting fired, getting their reputations tarnished, only to have it ripped back open and brought back under the spotlight eight years later. I want that to happen to you, Christianity Today. Be consistent. He writes in his report, One line of criticism might be that these revelations undermine our reporting on cases of church or ministry misconduct. I do not believe that to be the case. The news reporting team at Christianity Today has done outstanding work recently as well as historically holding some of the most powerful ministries accountable when they fall short of their calling. What would undermine our credibility is if we showed that we were only committed to the truth selectively because we sought to protect ourselves through concealment of the sin in our own house. Except that you did for 12 years! It wasn't secret. There were multiple reports. It was even stated that there were men reporting the sexual harassment they saw being perpetrated against women. So everybody at CT probably knew about these two creeps. That you let work here. That you let have authority over other people at Christianity Today. And it didn't get talked about for 12 years. Nothing happened for 12 years. And you can claim this was about us not being able to divine intent. Or, oh, there's a generational divide. But you are guilty of exactly what you claim would undermine your credibility. And you only came out with it when it was safe to do so here in the year of our Lord 2022. With these two individuals, one of whom being in jail, the other one being retired. Are you going to make a podcast series about that? Insulting yourself? Are you? We have seen too many cases where Christian organizations cover up their failures because they believe the mission they serve is too important to be derailed by a few hurting people. This argument is tempting, but wrong-headed. We cannot love the many by being cruel to the few. Not after 12 years, anyway. That's our limit. We cannot serve the truth by covering it up. It is because we are more committed to the kingdom of God than to our own institutional interests that we must be honest about our failures and share what we learn from them. No. No, you're not. You are covering your butts just like anybody and everybody else would. Just like everybody and every, anybody else does. The only difference here is that instead of not coming out 
instead of covering it up and hoping that nobody finds out, you're putting it out there and you're taking that turd and you're covering it with powdered sugar in the hopes that maybe somebody eats it. They go, that's, that's, a, that's a yummy dessert. The spin is what disgusts me. This is, this is your enemies, guys. For everybody listening here that's not part of Christianity today, hate listening to me. This is an enemy of yours. These are people that are willing there. I mean, let's just go to the CT website here again. And let's look at our latest. Let's see here. Faith is more than a feeling, but not less. Skeptical, but still reachable. A free webinar on reimagining evangelism in a modern age. China's public schools are failing Christian families. Uh, despite drop in deportations, Turkey still troubles Christians. Okay, it sounds like there's a little bit of news right there. But then you see stuff where like, well, Cosper's editorial, don't make the church leadership crisis worse. We're going to get to that. And we're going to see yet more interesting stuff. For instance, March 30th, 2022, defining woman starts with humanity, not femaleness. Pardon? Oh yeah, I read that article. Trust me, you don't need to read it. You're not missing anything if you don't. Uh, colorism, microaggressions, and white supremacy with Ekimini Wan. Mm. Okay. I, for an institution that was the first, one of the first really big voices out there in the evangelical world, stomping on Trump, saying uh, Christian nationalism is evil, and we need diversity. We, we really need that. And we need a reckoning for all these powerful people. So they want to change your orthodoxy to make it not so orthodox anymore. They want to change your church, the landscape of the Christian church. They want to bring all this stuff out there, and they're willing for 12 years to cover up people, you know, inappropriately touching women in the workplace. Now, when you do that, for pastors listening to this, when you do that, if that comes out in Christianity Today reports on you, there's going to be hundreds of people, if not thousands and thousands, demanding your head on a silver platter. The destruction of your ministry. Your church doing a full turnaround. And going more towards like, you know, total repentance. Which to them just means agreeing with the worldview of the people at uh, Christianity Today. But for Christianity Today, it's just, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, but we're going to have more women on staff. Aren't we so great? Give yourselves a hand, Christianity Today. You've made it clear that rules for thee, but not for me. It's just how stuff happens. It's how it is for these people who are basically at this point just enemies of the church. It's one thing, guys, to hold somebody accountable. But you should be accountable first. Not after 12 years. All right? Amen and amen.